Nick Kyrgios is human after all. Is Serena back to claim her throne? The ATP Cup is predictable, as predicted, but it still draws us in. And the rest of the Aussie Open series, next on the Tennis Revolution. Can I, can I start this? Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Now, believe it or not, we are actually recording on January 12th. <laughs> However, to most of you, to actually to everyone listening, that was new. That little New Year's medley was new. However, to us, <laughs> it was not new. And it is our first New Year's show, though. It is. Well, that anybody can hear. So, yeah. So we actually, the last two episodes, first let me say I apologize Sincerely, uh, <laughs> um, we had to throw two episodes in because we lost. We we didn't lose them. We never had them. <laughs> there were technical difficulties on my end. It's the most show prep we've ever done. It was. Let me just tell you, you missed a great one. All right, it's like a dress rehearsal. It was fantastic, and uh, and we're not going to duplicate those because we can't. <laughs> uh, it was it was uh, set up and and whatever for the new year show and uh we had technical difficulties and didn't get it recorded much less <laughs> anything posted we basically just were in here having a conversation yeah <laughs> they all missed out on and we apologize sincerely um what a disaster that was what a but disaster we're gonna kick off the new year in a great way today is it the new year we're almost two weeks in <laughs> It's like those people that still have their Christmas trees or lights up. It's I don't know what the cutoff is for New Year. I actually read an article about when you're supposed to take Christmas trees down, but I haven't heard when you're supposed to stop saying Happy New Year. Uh, I would say you take Christmas trees down after you open all the presents. <laughs> that day? Yep. Um, I'd be fine with that, <clears throat> except for doing it on that day, but I don't uh, want to do it any day. Right. So New Year's. I've, I've heard that you you say Happy New Year to somebody who you haven't seen yet. Okay. So this is the first time I've seen you this year. That's true. Because we recorded those other ones. No, wait. When did we record those other ones? 
I think it was technically before the New Year. It was because I flew to California on New Year's Day. Yeah. And then I got back and you said, I well, followed you. California's safe. He's not there. I'm going. <laughs> and you went to California. So right. we've been gone for almost two weeks in California. for the podcast. Just not together. Right. Um, so yeah, so this is our New Year shoot. So happy New Year, everybody. Sorry if it's too late. <laughs> and oh, just, you know, please help us if you're listening you know, sometime in late February because you haven't gotten around to it. Like I was Corey's say, yeah, football. Within two weeks might be acceptable for Happy New Year. I would say all of January you is think? acceptable. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give people January because after that, it's Valentine's Day coming up. Because I even said Groundhog's it. Or Day. Somebody said it to me a couple of days ago, and I was sort of like, wow, they're still saying that. Maybe that's where Groundhog's Day got invented. <laughs> we need another holiday to get rid of this. Well, yeah. It was like, well, we got to do something. I'm done with Happy New Year. Because <laughs> after the first holiday, you can't say Happy New Year and Happy Ground... Well, do people say Happy no. Groundhog's Day? So that saves everybody from having to say anything. Right. Which is good. I guess. Anywho, so there's New Year's. Welcome to it. God forbid we say something nice to each other on a regular basis. Uh, us or just people in general? People in general. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think we do a fine, fine job. We do. I make fun of you as much as I can on this pod. But and we've got a that. positive lineup for the show, too, which is a rarity. I'll tell you. Honestly, we do. It's weird. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the New Year's song, I put quite a bit of effort into that. And, uh, you know, <laughs> audio editing and what have you. And so... It was supposed to debut New Year's right when the countdown ended. It was going to What day drop. was Sunday? Before New Year's? No. What day? Like that day? What was it? The fourth was... was When that was coming the previous out. previous Sunday, yeah. That... Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, because New Year's... You, yeah, exactly. Because nobody's going to say New Year's on New Year's Day. Everybody's hungover. <laughs> you you're hiding under the covers. Recovery. Right. Um... So yeah, so we're eight days past when that this would have been appropriate uh, as a show intro. Don't worry, we're gonna get back to our awesome. Actually, I'm trying to I'm trying to redo our intro, but you never listen, so you don't know what this one's like, much no. less what the new one will be like. <laughs> Try to keep it fresh. I'm gonna have 100% clips of you <laughs> with polka music playing underneath. Just you trying to put the nail in the coffin in the podcast? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I think no, polka music. You know what? Groundhog's Day, the movie. Remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, see that the movie. I think when you say polka is uh, Home Alone. Oh right. But you're right. There was polka in Groundhog Day as well. So anyway, so happy <laughs> New Year. I guess <laughs> I haven't seen you. I have texted a few times. It is. I mean, for me, I have not gotten in a regular routine yet for the year. So it it still seems okay to say happy new year because it's like i haven't started my year really well you took sort of a trip you know out yeah kind of later vacation than most yeah so why not leave 75 degree weather to go to 75 degree weather <laughs> great great choice yeah i really love it when it's so great here when i'm gone i'm like it's my favorite <laughs> and you come back and it was cold yeah today. i wish i usually it wish snowed snow. yesterday. i know oh that's no. what i like to see here when i'm gone i'm like yeah let's snow and rain every day please Oh my goodness. All right. So you being gone, did you get to catch much tennis at all? Of course. Good. Watch it no matter where I am. Outstanding. They have TVs in California then? <laughs> I didn't know that. I wasn't sure how prevalent tennis channel would be, but apparently Palm Springs is a pretty big tennis uh, city, as you can imagine. 
Why? What? Whatever do you mean? Because of the Joshua Tree, Joshua Tree National Park? Oh yeah, dedicated to you too? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> they didn't. Me? Mean. Why? Oh. So, um, so the I, the ATP Cup. We maybe we maybe just me, poo pooed it. I was gonna say we had zero enthusiasm going into right. it. Right. Okay. So I, I can include you in that. Yeah. Thing. So we were over it before it began. But you put a flag on somebody's back, and doggone it, it just drags you in. And outside of the fixed matches of the big two, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not sure if I am or not. But it really the fixed seemed, matches of the next gen versus the the big two. Well, it just I, the enthusiasm seemed real to me. Was I wrong? No, but that's the thing I don't understand. Like. Should tennis just be a team sport from now on? Because the level of Hello? passion is so high. I'm like, what? No, my question is, is it, I see you scouring for something. <laughs> but the question is, is it, so? are they so passionate because it's so unusual? Or are they so passionate because that's what tennis should be always? That's the only question I don't know the answer to. Right. So, Like, is it amazing because it happens once a year? Or is it amazing because... It should always be like that. Now, I know you don't listen to this podcast af you know, afterwards. <laughs> I thought you listened to it while we were doing it. <laughs> and so I can't believe you don't recall podcast, you know, your, uh, in the days of your, where we had talked about starting Team Tennis and that it would be successful. And I do think, to some degree, the novelty of it changes it. Certainly. Well, I, I, yeah, but my thinking of what you're saying about it doing that is that you're talking about that would make it more popular for the viewers. Right. This seems to be way more popular among the players. Well, doesn't that lend itself to being more popular with fans as well? If, if Well, with the fans part, I can understand. I don't understand the player part. Like, as a player, why did you get into tennis if you wanted to be in a team sport? Because you like to play the actual game of tennis. <laughs> Is that why you teach tennis? Because you don't like being around anyone? You want to be all by yourself? Like one on one only. That's it. You can only handle one person at a time. And you don't even, you just hit against the wall. So you don't need anyone. <laughs> but it's just funny, like turning tennis into a team sport just seems weird. I know you're still playing one on one against another person, but it's just, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I, I like it too. I just think it's funny that it seems to be a fundamental change in tennis that everybody seems to be. To love. Well, why not have the four Grand Slams, maybe a fifth, teaser. <laughs> That's a teaser for next week. Um, and then the rest of the season is just team. Because no one cares about these, the major players, the big three, let's be fair. Yeah. Don't care on the men's side anyway. Don't care about these lead-up tournaments anyway. No, they how don't. many players skip on the men's and women's tour? How many, how many skip these tournaments? Right. Now, they're not skipping the Aussie Open series tournaments, even though it's not a series. That's a whole other issue. Teaser again <laughs> for next week. Next week's going to be a blockbuster. <laughs> um, but there's only like a week and a half leading up to the Australian Open, right. so they're, they're not going to skip these. But when you get to the French, that's a long, old series, and the U.S. Open's a long, old series. They skip them. They right. skip some. Uh, so why not throw down something like this where it's, you know – Quick hits, boom, boom, get in, get out, you know, 
match the surface to play it on. I don't know. I like team. I like it. Not Dominic team. Team tennis. <laughs> no one likes him. No. No, and I think it, I mean, there's pros and cons. Everything. There's obviously cons to the way they do it now and to many of the lower tournaments. I think, I think the countries that have too much depth can get hurt by these team things. And the countries that have no depth obviously can get hurt by them, USA. Right. Um, right. Yep. So, I mean, that's the downside. But we saw that in this format, having one incredible player makes you a factor in every match or obviously the ultimate winner of every match. Well, and, and you're only talking about putting a team together based on one defining factor in this regard, as well as Davis Cup and Fed Cup, its country. Right. A, the uh, the the labor cup sort of geography we'll just say yeah it doesn't have to be to, for a legitimate team cup all year round it doesn't have to be yeah you know that way right um so oh I, yeah i think at this point even for labor cup especially the fact that it's been so predictable the first first uh you mean that it's been fixed <laughs> is that a synonym for fixed? i would like to see you know, at some point they could do, like you said, some other way they could do, you know, 31, 30 and under and 31 and above or whatever. Like age wise? or Yeah. I mean, the to me, is, I would, you can't do that till for five years for it to make you be either. Right. Right. But, uh, but by then all the next gen will be 30. Yeah. Um, it'll be all one team against nobody. Well, if we started a team competition that, that sort of lasted year round, kind of like Davis cup used to. Yeah. And fed cup still does. I, I could be 100% happy with it and l with leaving out the big three. Yeah. I don't even want a part of it. Right. I mean, if you looked at every other match, and now, to be fair, the matches with the big three, I mean, all the matches in ATP Cup were knockdown drag out. Right. Now, that does make one a tad bit suspicious. <laughs> I, all right? I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to say that. I can't help it. <laughs> right. It does make it a tad bit suspicious. But watching it, it didn't seem to be, it didn't look like they were throwing games. Well, and I was going to say, in something like this, you know, where there's prize for winning, a clear prize for winning, and uh, a sense of pride for who you're playing for, which, you know, the Labor Cup doesn't have either of those, I think you can't. I don't think anybody could realistically think that it's fixed. Yeah, except me, because I'm an <laughs> idiot. No, but, I don't, but yeah, I mean, I, I, the enthusiasm for this seemed to be 100 times more genuine than Labor Cup. Right. Big deal. Federer cussed when he was coaching Nadal <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah. So what? And, so, they, and they got nothing for winning Labor Cup, you know. Right, they got it times. all for playing it. Yeah, the three times they've done it, they've they've got they've won nothing. Right, they got their check. And I don't know what you get for winning ATP Cup either, which is one of the problems I have with it. But um, well, at least it's in a place and at a time right that matters because mm -hmm. they're trying to get ready for Australia and they're playing in Australia on a surface that's the same as Australia, so. And they maintained a, a big captive audience of players that, you know, all need to play leading up to the slam. Yeah, they're all there. Right. If they're not on fire. Yeah. And I'm not joking about that. I'm just 
I'm, I'm teasing the the curios bit. Yeah. So one of the highlights, aside from the tennis, one of the highlights generally of the ATP Cup is that Australia was featured in it, of course, as a as a country, but also as a team. Uh, under the backdrop or in front of the backdrop of what's going on in Australia right now, which are these incredibly massive countrywide horrific wildfires. Right. And it's, I mean, it's, it's devastating. Like you've never seen devastating before. I mean, I guess if you're in an area like of California that went through wildfires, obviously it's devastating, but the scale, well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, not to diminish the California ones, but that's one state out of 50. I'm sure it probably spread to other area, maybe Washington or Nevada or whatever. But I mean, Australia, it was it, at you least from the news You don't know geography cover. very well, <laughs> do you? Those countries attached to California. Uh, I mean, those states. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, but they but, didn't spread. But it's Australia, it way. seems like it's like Everywhere. the whole country. Right. Um, so that, like, to, like, in other words, if I'm an American that lives in Florida... I don't care as much about the California fires as someone who lives in Australia because it's everywhere. Everywhere, right. right. And obviously Australia's not as big of a country, but still. Yeah. Well, in any event, it's, uh, it's pretty incredible. Um, and you could see, um, you know, the difference in the air. You know, the air was a little bit dirty or whatever. You know, you could see um, in certain places where they were showing different tournaments all over the Australian Open Series. Uh, it's not a series, but you know, <laughs> that's what I call it. Uh, but anyway, so, and to top off that sort of idea of that backdrop of the wildfires, uh, after Nick Kyrgios played a match during a post-match interview, um, the a commentator also was Australian, and so he um, he was talking to Nick, and here's what Nicholas had to say. I don't really care about the praise too much. Um, you know, I just think, you know, we've got the ability and the platform to do something like that. And obviously, you know, my hometown's Canberra, and we've got the most toxic air in the world at the moment, so it's pretty sad. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's tough. Sorry. It's hard, mate. It's hard. We all feel it. What, what's the support from the other Australian sports stars that you've seen, men and women? What does that mean to you and the people of Australia, do you think? Yeah, I mean, well, we were at team dinner yesterday and I just chucked up the tweet waiting for my food and then Damon did it and then Millman did it and then Piersy did it. And then I woke up this morning and, you know, everyone got behind it. Uh, Tennis Australia, we've organised something on Wednesday night. I'm not too sure how it's going to work, but, you know, it's just all going to all the families, firefighters, animals, everyone, you know, losing homes, losing families. It's a real thing and, you know, it's it's bigger than tennis, you know. So what he's talking about is he uh, sent out a tweet saying he would donate uh, money per ace during the ATP Cup, and maybe during the whole series, I don't know. And then a bunch of people followed it, um, throwing out various amounts, and you yeah. can tell how big of a star they were by how much they were donated <laughs> right. per ace. Uh, and then Hallett did something something interesting. I don't know if you saw her tweet. No. She uh, she said, well, I don't get many aces, <laughs> so I'm going to donate um, for every time I glare at Darren Cahill or whatever, or give him trouble, <laughs> which she does way more than she hits aces, so which is funny. But uh, but yeah, if if uh, by all means find wildfire relief and donate if you can, because it's it's uh, it's a mess. Well, and, and something I've learned 
from playing so much tennis, and I tell this to people all the time, is just because someone is a jerk you know, while they're playing a sport doesn't mean they're a jerk all the rest of the time. And everybody talks about how nice of a guy Kyrgios is and how you know friendly he is and all that. But 99% of what we judge him on is based on what crazy stuff he's doing when he's playing. Well, that's because this is not a you know, personal behavior <laughs> podcast. It's only a tennis podcast, but agreed. And, and guess what? Even if he was a jerk all the time, uh, people aren't just one thing. I yeah. mean, people are, are multifaceted. Well, yeah, he still could be. You know, complicated, <laughs> you know, creatures. And so a mixed bag of everything. So certainly he's nice sometimes and he's an idiot other times. Just like, well, not us, but most people. <laughs> well, I was giving you credit are. actually over the weekend because I we said go. you're one of the few people I know who makes the comment often that I don't know this person. I don't know how they are, you know, in real life. I don't know uh, how they, uh, you know, how they act or what their personality is. I only know what I yeah. see on TV. Yeah. So I'm not going to judge them based on that. Oh, no, I'm going to judge them. them. <laughs> but I, you well, know. You, I think you can say that their behavior is wrong. Right. But like we can still say Kyrgios is an idiot and, you know, doing stuff he shouldn't be doing. But uh, obviously that, like to me, just people in competition, a lot of people I know are different. And I don't want to be around those people in competition. But right. the rest of the time, I might be best friends with them. So I just think it's funny anytime somebody sees somebody, oh, what a nice guy. He overruled himself on a call. It's like, well, okay. But yeah, I mean. Uh, he might be, you know, stealing he might be not paying taxes. Like, who knows? I mean, it's murdering whatever. people and burying them <laughs> in the desert. Yeah. Um, yeah, wonderful aside. So anyway, so Kyrgios, uh, you, know, uh, you know, on the backdrop, with the backdrop of the ATP Cup and then also the wildfires, um, Australia had a, had a good run. Well, I was going to say it was nice that they went as far as they did, too. And like you were talking about earlier, the fact that having a player – can really make a big difference um, for a team in this scoring format because basically it's one singles, two singles, and I don't even, I don't know how they did that if they had a number one singles and a number two or if you just... I was curious about that too. Put whoever you wanted, but anyway, um, they had uh, two singles and doubles. Because Bautista went all the way through undefeated and Nadal lost twice, but of course, I mean, you can go by rankings. You can make it simple and just go by rankings, and there's not much manipulation, I guess. Right. And yeah, that, but that's the problem I have with all these team formats. Like, to me, you shouldn't be able to win a team event based on one player. Well, So either they shouldn't be allowed to play more than one match, or you have to have more than just the best two out of three matches. So in other words, if Djokovic plays singles, he can't play doubles. Right. And then you at least had to have two players that... And obviously, he had a partner in the Devils match, but... So, you'd have to have four players. Yeah, and you'd have to... Well, but I mean, you'd at least have to have two players that contributed to your win. Oh, right, right, uh, right. Which, like I said, he had a partner, but still. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because then, ultimately, it becomes an individual sport. Right, that's what I mean. It's yeah, rewarding the team that has the best player, essentially. And then, if uh, they're that much better than everybody else. And thus not being, now it turns it into not a team sport. Yeah, I don't know if Djokovic played doubles in any other round than this one. Because um, I know he had a long match with Medvedev in the semis. Oh, actually, I don't think he had, I don't think they had to play doubles. I think his teammate won the singles that round. Um, 
So like in that match, it wasn't just Djokovic that won it. So it wasn't always the case all the way through. But well, yeah, Djokovic won in in singles over Nadal, but then Batista Agut beat. Yeah. So in that one, he had to play, Lyavich, or they had to win the third one. And then Djokovic and Troiki, three and four. And we got the same situation too that we always laugh about: is that doubles never means anything until oh, it's the championship match, <laughs> the final line. We're gonna play doubles, which we don't do all year long. Uh, that's always kind of funny to me too. You know, it's interesting because I've often thought, why don't they just split the tours? What do you mean? Doubles and singles. Oh yeah, we've talked about that. But what are you going to do? I mean... And and what do you do with those rare guys that are good enough to play both? Right. You know, and win? Well, that if we were to split the tours, that would be me giving up right. on doubles. <laughs> right. As opposed to going the way I want to go which would be include everything. Yeah. Because, again, who's the greatest player of all time? I'll tell you, Martina Navratilova, because <laughs> she has the most titles with mixed, right. you know, dub- women's doubles and men's doubles. Yeah. I mean, I'm kidding. Women's singles. <laughs> um, I didn't mean any can't of that. can't say that nowadays. No, no, no <laughs> you can't. So, anywho, uh, so, so, yeah, so I don't think it was fixed, unlike the ATP Cup, I mean, uh, the Laver Cup. So I think the ATP Cup was legit, uh, unlike the L- Labor Cup. <laughs> well, I was going to say, let me 100% ask you, hundred percent scripted. What, what was it that drew you into it? It sounds like it was the fact that first it of meant all, something to the players. First of all, it meant something to the players. It really seemed that they were really enthusiastic. It also helped that many of the matches were really close. And there's some dramatic finishes. I mean, Nick Kyrgios and Demonauer are coming back. Demonauer coming back out after he loses in singles, right. To play doubles and to win it. Now they did have a super breaker in the third for the breaker. I don't know in doubles, right? Uh, I mean, you want to finish a whole team match on that? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's that's a common trend. Like volleyball does that. The last game is the shortest. I don't. I never understood that. Right. Um. So yeah, I don't. I, but but well, at least volleyball is doing the exact same thing, just not to as many points. Yeah, right. Whereas tennis, true. it's like eh, we're not going to play the actual thing we've been playing, which is games. <laughs> try yeah. to win six games. Right. We're just going to go ahead and just play a bunch of points in a row. Right. Um. So whatever. But that that's you know that's a smaller thing. But uh. But and yeah, a lot of matches came down to that. Right. And it was exciting, and that made it, it certainly made it exciting. Um, and then, of course, the country versus country thing. That, to me... Even though U.S. isn't a factor, it still draws you in? It appeals to me way more than Labor Cup because those geographic distinctions are arbitrary. Right. Whereas at least these are legitimate. I mean, these players, they have... You know, the Canadians have C-A-N on every draw they play all year after right. their name. Right. Um, except for... I was going to say, except for some of them have can't. I forget it. You know where I was going. Canada, Kate, until this, until a couple of years ago, it had been all of them, right? Um, but yeah, so, so that sort of says to me that wow, these guys are really into it, and yeah, so I, th- I think that's sort of the, the the country aspect adds some legitimacy in my mind to what they're feeling. Yeah. Uh, and that all, anytime people care about what they're doing, it matters. Yeah. I mean, I, but it's just to me, like you have the Davis cup already. So what, 
why do you need this? Oh, I get you. Um, oh, I got you. And I'm not saying it wasn't great. I'm just saying, like, okay, let's have three next year. Let's have the ITF Cup. You know, then let's have the USTA Cup. It's like, I th- still think it's hard to differentiate, like, what the... Right. And the fact they made it the same, essentially the same format as Davis Cup, well, too. Here, well, here's the other thing, is that if I give this any legitimacy... I'm sort of going against what I want to happen with the Davis Cup, which is I want that to be every four years. Right. I want to alternate women, men, women, men every two years. Um, kind of like the Olympics with yeah. winter and, and summer. Um, and and now one of the things I don't want to see, I'm cheering for. I didn't say I like it. <laughs> I just said I watched it and it drew, it yeah, drew yeah. me in. Uh, I'm not happy about my actions. Well, yeah, um, it's like to me the Davis Cup makes sense. The Fed Cup makes sense. If you had one combined men and women thing, I know you're not necessarily in favor of that, but to me that would at least make sense. Okay, we're going to find out who the best tennis country is. Because really right now we're finding who's the best men's tennis country, who's the best women's tennis country. If we had one that was combined, you would be finding out who yeah. the best. I'm not saying they have to play mixed doubles. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But outside of those three, I don't see any valid reason. I mean, I think if the U.S. was better, the Labor Cup could make sense. <laughs> but... Uh, they waited too long. If they well, started that 15 years ago, it would have made sense. This is a better version of Labor Cup to me. Labor Cup is yeah. way more gimmicky, and I think this proved that. Right. This, I think, uh, the ATP Cup was really good in the areas where the Labor Cup didn't make sense. Well, it, and the Labor Cup is dependent on the score being close for it to even work. Right. ATP is going to work no matter what because it's a draw. Right. Like Labor Cup, uh, there's going to be one year where it's over and they've got two matches unplayed. Why would they write that in the script? It, they won't. <laughs> they well, that's be. what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> it's dependent on manipulation or, you know, basically stuff have to, has to go a certain way or it doesn't even work. Now, obviously, the final of the ATP Cup could have ended with, you know, both singles and the doubles not happening, but that wouldn't have been a big deal. Right. Because you you're still, still have had two amazing singles Country matches. versus, you know, country. Right. And the winner moves on. Or is the champion. So, anyway. All right. AT, that's plenty of time on the ATP. Did you, last something. thing, did you, number one, does that count as an official match between Nadal and Djokovic in their, like, record or legacy head, or whatever? Head. It shouldn't. The only reason I think it does is because it said it was their 56th meeting, so it made it seem like it was one of their, right. it was going to count for their records. And but second, and if whether it does or doesn't, you know that Nadal has not beaten Djokovic on a hard court since 2013. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Well, well, it doesn't matter. Apparently, <laughs> Federer is the greatest of all time. Yeah, that's... Because Djokovic has beaten him on clay in that span, I know. Right. I'll tell you what, my case is getting stronger by <laughs> the year. Weakest era, hashtag weakest era. Somebody sent a... Uh, I tweeted something. Somebody tweeted something about some ridiculous tennis stat. And I sent something that it replied, obviously, get more evidence where the hashtag weakest error, right. hashtag tennis rev pod. And somebody replied who doesn't follow the tennis rev pods, I don't know if they're a listener or not, <laughs> replied that, oh, I think 1970 to 1974 is pretty bad. <laughs> now, first of all, I laughed at the ridiculousness of it. But second of all, I was like, huh, he put some effort into right. that. I like uh, it. Yeah, that's impressive. Now, I think where he was going was 
a guy from 1973 could not beat a guy from today, but that's a whole nother bag of hammers. Well, and not only that, I would say five years isn't really an era. Or four. I mean, we're right. talking about 15 years now. Right. right. Um, I right. mean, I'm sure there was a year, you know, when tennis looks weaker on paper than it does now. Right. In the last 50 or 100, you know, the, in the open era. Yeah, you got to go with open air. But uh, uh. that's funny. But I, I, what annoyed me the most, since you brought up weakest era, oh, Lord. is it was just all the headlines. Oh, we got a dream finish in the ATP <laughs> Cup. Nadal, joke. oh yeah, that's what I want to see, because we've never seen that before. Yeah, the two two of the, because, you know. The, the two best players. Yeah. But to me, the dream. Who play each other every yeah. stinking week. Like, the dream to me is one of them versus one of the newcomers. Like, right. And again, we've seen that a lot, but not nearly as much. Because like you said, who won this is going to have no impact on their legacy, their you know record against each other, their greatest of all time. Right. If, if somebody 10 years from now were arguing greatest <laughs> ever, and I'm an old man, and I'm trying to throw in Pete Sampras, <laughs> and nobody cares. Oh, well, Pete Sampras never won an ATP Cup. Exactly. And and then somebody and then they get on the topic of Nadal versus Djokovic, and yeah. somebody forgets about Federer. And they're going to say, well, they, they finished with... The same amount of slams, one more than Federer, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, each, and then they had that one tie, so they're uh, one and a half ahead of Federer. <laughs> but remember that twenty twenty ATP Cup <laughs> straight sets for Djokovic. Right. That's the deal. That's that's it. That's Nadal the never beat him at the ATP Cup. Oh man! I but I just I just was annoyed that oh the we got the ideal finish, and I'm like. Why is that the ideal? I don't. I just don't understand. It's like saying if 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 everybody comes into a restaurant and they're all hungry, <laughs> oh, and we've got the ideal dish, and they just bring out Twinkies. <laughs> I mean, people that eat them, they taste sugary and sweet, but they're garbage. Well, it is not even the ideal dish. Like it might be a great dish, but is that the dish you want fifty six times in a row? <laughs> that's even better. Like, that's that's the, even better. Like that's the thing. Like I don't. To me, that's not that can't possibly be the best outcome when I've already seen it fifty five times. It just can't be. Um, All right, but, let's get know. up. Forget it. We don't care. <laughs> We're up. We got to talk about some real tennis. That's right. Some real tennis, mm-hmm. and that is the queen is back to claim her throne. I mean, the level of competition <laughs> is that not that she had to battle through. So Serena Williams, by the way, if you didn't know who I was talking about, has won a, won a title. Now, I, did, I wasn't aware of this. I didn't hear the commentators mention because a lot of times I listen to it on mute <laughs> because they don't have us commentating. Because they're not me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so what, what was the stats you had about Serena winning a tournament? Apparently, that was the first tournament she's won since 2017. I think it was the 2017 Australian. So it's been almost three full years. Um, which remember when Sampras went a year without winning a tournament, everybody was like, he's done. Like, why is he still playing? Uh, and on our unrecorded show, I compared, I devalued the comparison between Serena and the big three. Cause I said, she's just not nearly as dominant as they are. And that's what I mean by that. I mean, right. the, the win percentage of those three is again, there's three of them, but hasn't won a tournament in three years. How could she be the most dominant player on tour? Great point. 
Um, that's, Great point. That's correct. I mean, she could be the most consistent, you know, have the best record, be the most consistent, but you can't call that dominant when you've Leave not won. Leave it to Corey to bring up podcast stats <laughs> from, from, you know, podcasts gone by that make him right. I, I love to, it. I listen to the ones that don't get recorded. Uh, so, uh, so first of all, her first title since when? I thought they said 2017 Australian. Wee. So, and that not only a lot of finals too, by the way. Not only was it her first tournament win, you want to you want to know how much her prize money was? <laughs> I saw it's almost as much as we make for this podcast per episode. Forty three thousand dollars. Now my guess is that what's in her racket bag costs more than forty three thousand dollars. <laughs> what's on her body Probably. during a match? That's highly inappropriate. But <laughs> we'll go with racket bag. She's probably got more. Her value of her racket bag is worth more than forty three thousand. Because when she plays, she probably takes her rings off. You yeah. know, whatever. So there was no. And you're telling me there wasn't an appearance fee for that tournament, right? <laughs> she was out there five rounds for forty three thousand. Well, she played. Well, not, not actually forty three thousand. That must not include her doubles prize money too, because she made the finals of doubles. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. It's a singles. Okay. Um, whatever. She didn't donate her doubles too. I don't know. Um, yeah, well, uh, listen, she did donate. Well, I mean, that's not nothing. No, I know. That's not nothing. She did donate her um, prize money to uh, the Wildfire Relief. So that's, you know, and so she was in uh, Auckland. But did you know there was a tournament where the prize money was only 43000 No. <laughs> no. When I saw that, I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> well, no, of course there's tournaments that are that low. I mean, that's, you know, they're the lowest level, you know, international yeah. events or whatever. What I didn't know is that Serena would be playing. So when I, <laughs> right. you know, so when you hear, oh, she got her first tournament win, she's back. Well, <laughs> let's let's rethink that. Well, it reminds me when Federer won his hundredth that you know he kind of floundered at ninety nine for a while, and then he got his hundredth, I think, in Rotterdam, and it was either a two fifty or five hundred, and it was like, you know, if he wanted to break Connor's record, he could just start playing a lot of those for the next year and right he'd be pretty good in pretty good shape right so she beats fellow american uh pagula in the in the finals and she played animus animus anisimova oh, she's back okay all right in the semis and then wait for it she played this youngster in the quarters <laughs> laura siegemund okay she's 80 <laughs> um not years old christina McHale. And then Camilla Georgie. So not exactly. Basically, what I'm getting at, it was a a draw you would expect at a $275,000 event. I was going to say, those all would be unseated in a slam. Yeah. Maybe not Anna Samova. Well, maybe, depending on, yeah, because she's been out a while. But yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. So, I don't know if she's back. Is she going to win Australia? You know, that does <laughs> right. this tournament mean she's going to win Australia? She might win Australia, but this tournament doesn't mean she's going to. Well, and they probably don't want a huge tournament detracting attention away from the ATP Cup, so I'm sure that was all they were allowed to have this week. Um, Actually, no. Because first of all, there's two different tours. That <laughs> Women, no, but I mean in Australia. Well, that, was, they in, want the well, that Aust- was in New Zealand, Yeah, they first want, of all. Okay, well, there They're you go. different countries. Once <laughs> again, you're... Uh, no, they had in Brisbane... Which Keys uh, lost to, or uh, yeah, Keys lost to Pliskova. Oh, so, I did see a little bit of that tournament. Yeah, seven five in the third. That was a good match. 
And that was, I mean, now you're talking some uh, some action. You got Ash Barty was the one seed. Well, I was going to say, why wouldn't Serena be in that? Because she hasn't won a tournament in three years. <laughs> so you got... Uh, she was relegated is what you're saying. Uh, no, she could have gotten a wild card. She could have played the Australian Open today. I know. And it hadn't even started yet. But <laughs> uh, no, I think she decided to ease on in. Right. On the down low. So, so here's what you got. You got... Uh, Ash Barty, you got Pliskova, Osaka's the three, Svitolina the four, Kavita the five, Burton's, Conta, and Keys round out the top eight, and Keys makes it uh, to the finals and plays the two seed Pliskova, and it was a knockdown drag out, and uh, and Keys looked good, man, all the way throughout this tournament. Yeah, um, I think I saw her. Didn't she play Kavitova? Yeah, in the semi. Yeah, I saw some of that match because that was like she had to play all the power players. She got a little sloppy you know, in that Pliskova match, but which cost her, but, uh, but yeah, man, I'd love to see her back in action and see, have her have a chance to, to get over that hump and win one. Well, she's definitely always, always has better results on hard court. So, well, she's got a puncher's chance anytime she plays. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, that sounds like it was a star studded field. Well, it just, I mean, it, you know, you, you see the headline Serena wins and you're like, Whoa. And you're like, Oh, <laughs> but oh. that's always the week that, Everybody plays. It's the week before the week before the slam. Yeah, but there's nothing really before that, though. In I know. Australia. That's it's the like, problem. So, so, well, that's what I mean. They have to play this week because that's basically right, their only opportunity. Right, but she decided to play the kids' tournament and not the adult <laughs> tournament. So, to me, it definitely seems that the, the players got more out of the bigger tournament in Brisbane than the one in, in New Zealand. And... I would think that would bode bode better for them for the Aussie Open. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think of is it seems like every slam with Serena, they talk about how she needs more court time. You know, she'll probably get better as the tournament goes on. So maybe she just said, let me play the smaller tournament. I'm going to get five matches. Yeah. And now I've got, even though it's against lesser competition, but if she had played that other one and lost second or third round. Yeah. Then she's going to go in with those same th- problems in the Australian. Oh, I haven't played enough the court enough. I haven't played right. enough matches. So it'll be interesting to see um, how that works out. I can't, like you said, I can't put her as a favorite just because she won that. Yeah, and this uh, isn't really our. We're not going to really do an Australian Open preview because previews are absurd. <laughs> um, there's, you know, 128 people in the field. Not right. All, not all. Only three on the men's side that can win, but. On the women's side, certainly more wide open, so kind of pointless to predict. But just in terms of uh, predicting how they prepare for the Australian Open in re- in regards to these two tournaments, definitely your your theory could be right. I mean, she just got more matches, and they were practice matches, essentially. Right. Um, and so maybe that will help her. Although she got pushed a little bit, so I mean it wasn't. Well, and will she play in this coming week? That'll be interesting too. Yeah, I would I, think not, but who knows? Maybe I don't know what she's doing. So, um, so as far as again, I keep calling it an Australian Open series, which is only a tease uh, for next week's podcast, but it's not really a coherent series as <laughs> as we have at the quote unquote U.S. Open series, but. We had several tournaments that were all skitter scattered, and what they did on Tennis Channel, by the way, I can only recommend Tennis Channel. Um, 
because it's all that we have? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Honestly, kind of. Because, and particularly during tournaments that are far, far away in different time zones, because uh, they do have replays. Yeah. Although Tennis Channel does replays, but you can on-demand replays uh, on Tennis Channel Plus. And, and so that was helpful as well. What they kept doing, though, they kept going. They, they did the triple screen sometimes. Ugh. And the worst part of it was is you had WTA tournaments where points and money are on the line. Right. And then they kick over to the ATP Cup. And right. And back to, you know, some far, you know, Shenzhen or whatever. Because um, they had a bunch of tournaments going on. Um, yeah, and we've talked about, and again, this is obviously, you know, coming from a biased source, but everybody's caught up in it has to be live it has to be live and i'm like you've got you're the worst person to that's what i'm saying for this but but no but here's what i'm saying you've got let's just say it's the, the saturday which is semifinals. so you right. had atp cup and two wta tournaments three okay well had, three that were on tennis channel you had shenzhen brisbane oh that's and right auckland yeah. mm-hmm. so you've got that's six women's singles matches and then you have potentially six men's matches because you'd have the two singles and a doubles, the two singles and a doubles right. for each of the four countries or each of the two matches. Um, you could spread that out across a whole day and you're always getting a match you haven't seen. Yeah. But it's not live. It's not going to be well, live. The only thing I would say about the live thing is in the scenario where it's such a jacked up time zone, not all, it's, not, it's not the same. So like right now... The NFL playoffs are going on. So right. Kansas City and whoever they're playing and the Steelers are out. So who cares? <laughs> um, and I'm not watching it. Right. And neither are you. Right. But the rest of the universe is watching it that surrounds me. <laughs> well, nobody in Australia is awake right now. Right. I don't think. Or they, if they are, they're they're, to... they've time traveled to tomorrow. Whatever. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Or yesterday. Could be last week. I don't know. But the point being is, is my regular day... You know, with Australia, I'll wake up the next day, and instead of at six in the morning catching the tail end of Australia, yeah, I'll just plug in what happened at the beginning of overnight, which actually starts evening for late evening for us. But right, but the point being is, it's not like I don't know. It's just different because of the time zone. So I, I'm more I'm more apt. That's not the right word, but I'm more <laughs> likely to watch replayed Australian Open than I am US Open. Yeah. Because well, of the think, time zone difference, if that makes sense. No, it does. I think, and because th- you can't watch it live. You don't have that option unless it's just a really, really big match that you have to see. But I think the problem, I mean, obviously it's a problem when you've got two compelling matches going at the same time. But to me, a split screen sucks because then you can't get engrossed in either match. Right. A going back and forth is just somebody guessing which match that people want to see or which match is going to be better. Right. So, you know, that's going to be a certain percentage of that time you're going to be wrong. Um, whereas, why not just in the second set of a match, say, as soon as this match concludes, we're going to show you, you know, Serena Williams' final against Pagula. Right. And, yeah, maybe I've been on Twitter. Maybe I've already talked to somebody that know, But I wasn't probably going to watch that anyway if I'm engrossed in some amazing match. Like you said, why flip over and show match point and then... Then I've the people that haven't been on Twitter now have it ruined, and you don't need to watch it. <laughs> right. So right. It's, so that's the that's the to me that's the quandary is 
would you rather show 10 minutes of it live or show the entire thing taped? Right. Um, or just everything should be on your phone only. No more broadcast TV. <laughs> just do it on demand, streaming nonstop, and that's it. Well, I used to get so mad about you know NFL primetime because it was like the, and I know it's back now, but it was the highlight show. Right. And it was an hour and you got highlights of every game. Well, in the first five minutes, I've seen the score of every game, the stat line of every game, and you know how it ended on the bottom of the screen. So why do I need to watch the next 55 minutes of the highlights show? Right. So that's the thing. Like, You flip over and show me highlights or flip over, hey, it's 5-4 in the third set. We're going to flip over this match. It's like, oh, man, I just saw the last game of what was an incredible match. Well, I don't want to ruin anything for you, but um, <laughs> the Cowboys didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> I keep hoping. I'm still saving <laughs> tape. Well, yeah, you're still like weeks 15 <laughs> of the season. Right. Um, but, it's, but I think it's it's tough. I think the actual different time zones helps because then you have, they're not always going at the same time. Right. Well, that's true too. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, of course, everything would be much better no matter what if we had a full-on Australian Open series, which we are going to unveil next week. That's right. We what have, should be happening right now. Well, and it should, and we should have unveiled it. Oh, I don't know, a week ago. <laughs> well, we tried, but well, we did. We unveiled it to ourselves, right? Well, and the what you said is accurate for the Australian because we can't preview it because by the time we record, it's literally starting. By the time people listen to it, it's two days in, so it's like we can't preview right. stuff that's already happened. That well, yeah. So yeah, because then we'll sound like we're cheating. We're looking at our phone saying, "Yeah, I really think that first round match between <laughs> right. uh, two qualifiers." Here's who I Just, pick. I've had people try to do that in my. A fantasy league it happens um so all we've got left for this coming week um the men now go to auckland which has got to be a low-level tournament probably too well i mean it's no atp cup <laughs> yeah it's a 250 so they've got uh so the guys whose country sucked will be there to get practice so, well actually they've got two the two 250s auckland and adelaide um. Wow, singles is—they're both twenty-eight draws, and they're six hundred and ten thousand dollar prize money. <laughs> so those should be nicely attended. Yeah. And then on the women's side, you've got um, Adelaide. Hey, there you go. And you've got Hobart, which. It's the only way we know anything about Australian geography is really based is. on tennis tournaments. Yep. And it's funny because the ATP just said, you know what? All the tournaments that we used to have, we're just going to put them all as ATP Cup sites. <laughs> right. And it just makes me mad because yeah. you see the court sign that says Sydney or wherever. Right. You're like, oh, you dumb dumbs. Well, that's the only way they got it with minimal resistance. I'm thinking. Right. Right. Um, well, and who and, knows? Those sites probably did much better. Well, and for getting rid of Hotman, they had to yeah. throw him a bone. So, oh, what are you going to do? So, so again. None of this "quote unquote" Australian Open series matters much to me at all in regards to what's going to happen at the Aussie Open. But what? I think the women that played in the in the higher level tournament are going to have, I think, a little more you know better kind of prep for their early rounds. Well, and I think the one thing we can probably agree on is that it doing this ATP Cup definitely ramped up interest in tennis sooner than it normally does. Hmm. Like, sooner than a Sydney tournament would have or, you know, whatever yeah, they used to have. Well, Hotman Cup wasn't building interest. And you know how I know you're not lying to me? <laughs> because... I didn't, I didn't cover it up well enough. Because you have said before 
you have characterized the beginning of the season like, oh, they're playing tennis in Australia yeah. already. Okay. It's cold here. <laughs> it's late. It's like 8 or 9 o'clock, and you turn over the tennis channel, and it's bright and sunny, and they're on blue courts. Right. You're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Tennis season's starting again. Um, and, you, yeah, it really does just kind of pop up on you. And like, oh, there it is. You get back from the holidays, and you're like, oh, cheerio. No, that's not Australia. <laughs> Trip on the Bobby. Well, the ATP Cup, one thing it did do is that at least you knew there was going to be big match, big matchups. Like, you can never guarantee that in a tournament. Right. In a team thing, you know it's going to be the best guy from this country versus the, I mean, the best guy from every country. That's going to be good matches. And like you said, it was super right. competitive. Right. Whereas you can get a lot of just random, like, like a Williams-Pagula final. You don't know in a tournament what you're going to get. Yeah. So there was that. Like you said, I don't know that it does anything going into the Australian. Well, I will tell you this, you know, so again, as we teased again, we'll do it. I'll do it again. We're going to talk about what our, if if they gave us the keys, what our Australian open series would look like. We'll talk about that next week. It sure wouldn't be as ho-hum and boring as this Australian. The highlight of the Australian open series, as it were, is the ATP cup. Right. And it's not even real. And so that tells you that something is dramatically lacking. They had to bring in a fake thing to get it going. Well, and, and one key that we'll, we've always harped on, it's not spoiling anything, but it doesn't tie into the Australian in any way except that it's in Australia. Let me just tell you something, okay? <laughs> I made tea, okay? <laughs> I mean, it... We're I, an hour in. Two and a half hours ago. <laughs> two hours ago... Literally two hours ago, my Keurig was spitting out my green tea, hot green tea. I put it, and this, these people aren't a sponsor. They should be. Arctic. You know, it's like a knockoff, um, yeah. you know, Yeti. Yeti or Swell or whatever. It, I don't think it's knockoff. This stuff is still, I just took a drink now and jumped. <laughs> I, I didn't cuss in the mic because uh, it's still so hot. As a matter of fact, I would say don't buy one of these. You'll never get to drink your tea. Right, right. Uh, so if my voice is a little off today, it's because I didn't have my Mariah Carey green tea and honey, and I've been burning my tongue for the past hour, it won't cool off. And I'm not taking the top off because I spill it all over this equipment. And it'll be a disaster. So anyway, that was an, a side note. But yeah, so your point was the only connection the ATP Cup has to Australia is they threw it in Australia right. to make up for getting rid of Hotman Cup. Yeah, as whereas we want it to be a clear path to the australian exactly um which is funny because wait until you hear where i want to start the australian <laughs> open series well you got to start far away to get damn it, it to you path. already know so and you laugh because and they know we already recorded it so you do know That's but they're right. going to be excited they will be and uh yeah so anywho all right i think that's pretty much the week the winter week but hey tennis is back baby that's right Tennis. We're going to have real tennis to talk about for for the next three weeks at least. <laughs> yeah. And then we get a little lull. And then a little lull. Yeah. Oh, a sunshine slam. Can't wait. <laughs> um, no, but it's fun. Exciting. Real tennis is back. Now that the ATP Cup is over, real tennis is back. And I'm looking forward, I'm looking forward to the men's and the women's. Now, the women's as usual, but even the men's, you know, as we mentioned I don't know if we talked about it on a, an actually recorded podcast <laughs> or one we missed, but I want these suckers to retire. 
I'm done with the big three. Well, yeah, you've been saying that on many recorded and unrecorded. So, yeah, late night calls. <laughs> I'll just call you and say, can, we, can they retire, please? Well, and having the two main ones now in the finals of the ATP Cup didn't help that, that uh, right. cause. So, anyway. All right, anything else? I don't think so. All right, until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys. Cheers. Cheers.